Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. It's another edition of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. This is a second on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and on demand online at nhsportspage.com. When we step on the floor, every second that clock is ticking, we are pedal to the metal. From Londonderry to Lebanon, Nashua to Newport, Summersworth to Salem, and Keene to Kennett, the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show covers all the teams. We run the ball, we pressure the ball, and most importantly, we control the tempo of the game. With Pete Derrier and Dave Haley on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and online at eightsportspage.com. Hour number two of the program, the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, live on the radio, Saturday mornings, ESPN New Hampshire in Nashua, giving it to you each and every week during the season. We also put it up uh, on demand on nhsportspage.com. You can listen by the SoundCloud on your schedule. And, man, we rack up some big-time on-demand listening numbers each and every week. Last week we went over 400 on-demand listens And those don't even count how many people are listening live while we're doing the show on the radio, how many people are listening on the internet stream live. So there's obviously a lot of interest, and I think the main reason for that is because we give you each and every score of each and every game that was played last night on Friday night in the Granite State. We call it the Beals Insurance Scoreboard. Are you ready? The Beals Insurance Scoreboard, brought to you by Beals Insurance Agency, with locations now in Bedford and Londonderry. Visit BealsInsurance.com. Hey, Exeter's 4-1, 80-78 to win over Concord last night. Bobby Cleish with six three-pointers, 19 points. They also got 18 from Steve Natola, who's a good little forward over there at Exeter. I like him a lot. They held off a late rally by Concord. Matt Drew had a game-high 32 for the Tide, but they fall to 1-3 on the season. Exeter 4-1. Keen gets their first win under Kevin Ritter, 53-39 win over Dave Keefe's Manchester Central Little Green. Uh, Logan Gallon has had 23 points to lead Keens. They get the first W of the season. Uh, Manchester Memorial bounces back from a uh, Tuesday night loss in Portsmouth. Justin McIsaac were there on the McIsaac on Sports Network covering that one. But they bounce back. They beat Alvin, hand Alvin their first loss, 55-45. Elvin Barbosa led a balanced Memorial offense, 12 points for him. Max Bonnie Lyles held the 13 points for the Broncos. He came into the night the second lead score in Division One. I'll have all the stats updated later this afternoon. I came from Alaska from last night, so... Uh, no stats yet, but I'll get them up there uh, this afternoon. Uh, Bedford goes to 4-1 on the season. They come back. They were down 8 late against Nashua South on the road, but they come back and get a 49-48 win. They got a tied ball, jump ball with one second left, uh, and that really kind of ended any chance for Pete Terry's Armada to come back and win that. Uh, Nolan Anderson, 14 points for Bedford. Liam Green with 12. They're just a balanced scoring attack. They just share the basketball over there. Yeah, an interesting storyline Kevin Janow, from 19 that one. For South. You mentioned Nolan Anderson. Yeah. I actually grew up with his mother in Nashua, so she now lives in Bedford, and he went and beat his mom's former high school. That's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. 
how she could allow that to happen. Upset of the night is Pinkerton with a 61-59 overtime win at home against Winnicunnet. Uh, Winnicunnet first lost the season. They fall to 4-1. Pinkerton first win. They're 1-3. Jay Reynolds sent the game into overtime with a 3. Jay Reynolds is a kid who transferred from Exeter. Uh, and then he hit the game-winning shot in overtime. Double dagger. Uh, Nick Bortone, 24 points. Freddie Shockey with 17 for the Warriors. They fall to 4-1 on the season. Portsmouth rolls again without Joey Glenn. 5-0 and on the season, 70-51 to over Nashua North. They got up big. Nashua North 0-3. Mike Sanborn drilled six three-pointers, had 19 points. Skylar Boykin led North with 15. Cody Graham's playing really, really well for Portsmouth. Um, uh, Salem uh, loses to Spalding, 61-53 last night. Spalding's 4-1, and Salem 2-2. Two and two. Cal Conley, 23 points. Justin McIsaac's adopted son, Ari Brakefield, with 15. Griffin Curtis, 24 points for Salem last night. Uh, we are going to have coverage on Tuesday on NHSportsPage.com of Spalding against Winnicunnet. That will be a big one. I wonder if Winnicunnet got caught looking ahead. Uh, we're going to have all the highlights on Tuesday night. Are you doing Milford Pelham on Tuesday night? I want to. we got to get a videographer. John Casty is tentative. But I don't think it's going to work. We made a call last week for videographers. We need videographers. And we found one. Uh, Kid Devin did the game in Summersworth first If I'm not night. doing it on video, I'm still going to that game. I, I know, can but tell they, you that. They want the video. And they no, want I talk- know. I want the video. No, I know. Um, and then we'll be at Spalding Portsmouth next Friday night. So oh, I'm going to do two straight games with McIsaac doing Spalding. So it's going to be a nauseating week for me. Uh, Merrimack uh, bounces back 53-42. We like happy coaches, and Tim Goodrich is coming on. They're 3-1 and one on the season. Trinity falls 0-4. Ian Cummings, 22 points. Jordan Santos, 17th for Trinity. Game we had coverage of right on NHSportsPage.com. Londonderry goes to 2-2 two and two with a 59-47 win over BG. Jay Coleman, 15 points. Dakota Bertrand, 13. Mike Rinko had 18 for BG. All the highlights on NHSportsPage.com. Uh, Lebanon with a 58-45 win over Conval. Lebanon undefeated on the season, and, and that includes winning the, the holiday tournament. Graham Chickering, 20 points sometime in early February, right around Valentine's Day. Keith Maddie will say, sorry, I owe you these, and he will send me the stats. Goffstown with a 41-20. We kid because we love. Goffstown goes to 2-2, two two, 41-23 win over. I still don't have Lebanon's first game of the season. I still don't have stats. Uh, 41-23 over Plymouth. Plymouth is 0-4, and they can't score again. They couldn't score last May season. Cumber they doesn't play basketball? No. no. <laughs> no Imagine what kind of a force he would be. I think he'd just be knocking people around. He'd be foul out in about five minutes, but, boy, it would be fun to watch. Ryan Hall, 18 points. Ryan Hall's a good little player for Goffstown. Mike Gasper's team goes to 2-2 two and two on the season. Pelham grinds it out over John Stark, 45-40. Kyle Frank continued his scoring tear with 21 points. Drew Brown. <laughs> 13 for Pelham, not Keith Brown. As Pelham outscored Stark 10-2 in the fourth quarter to win. Cooper Gorski, 15 points. Drew McCoy, 11-11 and 11 for John Stark. They're 2-2 two two on the season. And speaking of Keith Brown, he is playing very, very well. He was injured early in the year for yeah. Endicott, and he's a factor as oh, a freshman for them. Absolutely. That's no surprise No there. surprise. Uh, Timberlane with a 76-54 win over Kingswood last night. The social media giant is 3-1 on the season. Bobby Horgan, 21 points and 11 rebounds. Hollis Brookline grinds it out. We need a shot clock, people. 36-35, Hollis Brookline 3-0. Bo, nice job. They fall the 2-2. Two two. Cavaliers held on in the final seconds to win at Bo. Matt Simcoe finished with 15 points. Ryan Andrews, 12 for Bo. Nate Alford, 9-10. Speaking of football, Nate Alford. Bo is a physical team. <laughs> yeah. They are a very physical team. I think they're going to have problems scoring. But man, they're gonna they're gonna bang you. Yeah, they're coming down from D- Alford is a man child. Coming up from D3 last year. Uh, uh, West goes on the road, drives all the way up to Hanover, and walks out with a 53-44 win. They're 3-2 Danny Bryson's team. 
Hanover's 0-3. Jacoby Burpee, 22 points. Betty Gantris, 19 for Hanover. Sam Lupinacci, 23 points for Cole Brown. Jennifer Chick Ruse. Amana goes to 3-1 on the season. They beat Oyster River 73-62. Lauren Lukes' team is 1-3. Scott Spinard, 20 points for them. The game of the night, the game of the year, the game of the month. Guilford, 56-32. My Golden Eagles are 3-2. and We're playing defense. Seriously, send them on over and we're going to knock you down. Prospect Mountain 0-4 on the season. Mason McGonigal, 17 points for the Golden Eagles. Just making America great again. Summersworth with a 46-30 win over Winnesquam. I think we're going to have highlights up on NASportsPage.com. Bright and early, 17 for the toppers. Logan Morrison with 12 for the Bears. We'll talk to Justin McIsaac at 10.30 about this one. Winnesquam falls to 4-1. Rob Fossey's team at Summersworth is 5-1. Doing a nice job over there. Uh, Jim Silly's team is 5-1, too. 71-50 win over White Mountains. They go on the road. Matt Pluskis with 28. That's a kid who, like, is up and down. Mm-hmm. His 8 one night, 25 the next. And um, WMUR hometown hero, uh, Trevor Hunt with 13. Uh, he had a double-double again. That White Mountains team is young. Um, they're doing the right stuff, though, over there. They've got a young team. They're trying to build that thing up, back up again. Koenig goes uh, at home, and they beat uh, Mascoma 54-42. Alex Schwartz had uh, 21 points. And that game is 12.1. Conant's 2-2 two two on the season. Hopkinton. I was going to say, we don't even have a trip to the Pratt in line for me. Oh, we will. We always got to figure something out. Yeah, maybe out. February. We only did the January schedule. Hopkinton uh, with a 63-48 win over Raymond. Uh, they're 6-0 on the season. Cam Sear, 22 points. Henry Yanakopoulos. Yanakopoulos, is that how you mm-hmm. say it? 19 points. Good, he's not going to beat me up. Got um, a little brother on the team, too, Caleb. There we go. Oh, yeah, that's right. They both play football. 0-4 uh, in the season for Raymond. Uh, Kearsad's gets an overtime win. They had a good week. They beat Campbell on the road. Then they beat Messinic on the road. Kearsad finally is going to play a home game next week. Mm. Very exciting. They haven't played a home game yet. They're 4-2, 77-72. Taylor Matos had another huge game. 32 points, 19 rebounds, 4 blocks. Tommy Johnson with 21 again. Tommy Johnson gets off the bus, scores 21, gets back on the bus. Stoffenecker, 26. Excuse me, Brett Stoffenecker, 26. Sam Stoffenecker had 18 all the sudden, the fourth grade Stoffenecker is probably drilling jumpers in before the game. He's probably in sixth grade now. Damon Gibson fouled out. He had 15 points. Damon Gibson is good. Uh, but good win there for Curacao. Called this one in staff picks. Oh, went 9 1 in staff picks, folks. So next week, don't look at staff picks because you will be spoiled on all the results because I'll tell you who's going to win. Benadnock 59 48 over Stevens. Little revenge for losing in football. Noah Spalding, 18 for Stevens in the loss. Jim Hill did send me the stats from Nanak, but I haven't looked at him yet. But I'm just going to guess that JT Cloutier and Joe Minson played very well from Nanak. I'll have all the stats this afternoon, I promise. Berlin goes to 3-2, and 54-22 over Franklin. How does Franklin go on the road and beat Manadnock and they get destroyed by Berlin three at nights home. later? At home. How? Yeah, I don't get it. How? Yeah, I don't get it either. Some of these scores this year. Fall Mountain with a 74-36 win over Hillsborough Deering. Hillsborough Deering is not good. And I can say that because nobody's listening from Hillsborough and Deering. Fall Mountain goes to 2-3 and three on the season. St. Thomas gets their second win, 64-44 over Sanborn. They're 2-2. Two two. Sanborn falls to 2-3. Uh, in Division 4, the Lisbon Panthers. Three and three on the season. Sam Natty has them playing. 69-60 win over Kane Pittsburgh. Kane Pittsburgh is 0-6. We talked to Trevor Howard about some of the teams up north, and <clears throat> you can infer what you want from that comment. Josh Woods and Parker Thornton had 24 points beat. Josh Woods had a fever and a back injury and still went over there and scored 24 points. So Lisbon is 3-3 three and three on the season. Derry Field with a 63-16 win over Conquer Christian. Caution, Conquer Christian's not good. Uh, Sam Anderson with another big game. They're firing at me over Twitter from Derry Field. I don't, think they, I don't think they recognize what a box and one is. They were telling me about all the other guys stepped up, and they had three guys and two guys guarding Sam Anderson at one time. But Derry feels good. 
Uh, trust me, they're not off the radar. We know Dairy Field's good. Dairy we'll Field be is there in a few weeks. Dairy Field is never off the radar. It's Dairy Field. Right. I think Rob Bradley's been to like four Final Fours. Love Rob Bradley. Oh, we gotta have him on the show again. Sixty-three, sixteen. Dairy Field, good win there. And as Pete said, we'll see him soon. Good win for Pittsfield. I said, go get a marquee win, and they say, here it is, Dave Haley, fifty-nine, forty-nine over Newmarket. Josh Whittier, fourteen points. They're a different team with Josh Whittier. Casey Clark, thirteen. Cam Dara held to nine, but facilitated. Travis Mosley had 18, and Anthony Sensenboth with 13 for Newmarket. They fall to 5-1. and one. Both those teams are good. Groveton had a one-point lead at the half and then just rolled in the second half. Corey Gadwa had 17 points in about 10 minutes. He had five threes as Groveton rolls 71-37 over Colebrook. The rematch will be in Groveton on February 5th or 6th, or whatever that Saturday is, and I will be there. I think it's 5th. I will be there, as always, uh, but Groveton's undefeated, and I can't wait for them to get to Littleton at the end of the month. I'll be there for that one. Uh, Farmington with a really good win. Adam Thurston does a nice job and gets a big W, 60-44 over Witten Linebro. Witten Linebro scored 44 points. Trey Carey had 31 points and 15 rebounds. He can't do it by himself. Uh, Chris Demers with uh, 20, 23. 23. 23 for Farmington. Uh, Paul Greenlaw's team goes to 4-2 and two in the season. 54-29 win over Gorham last night. They got a big game coming up against Colebrook. His profile is going to try to get to 5-2. and two. Uh, Moultonboro with a 70-39 win over Linwood. Matt Norton, 23 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, Ollie Dove, uh, Dovelockett with uh, 25 points for Linwood. The game I was at with Jennifer Chickruth last night. Littleton led 30-2 to after the first quarter. 30-2. to And beats Woodville, who was previously undefeated, 63-25. Logan Briggs, a huge night. Nearly had a triple-double. Cy Kazarian, six three-pointers. They're good. Danny Kubkowski, Kuba's little brother. You watch the highlights? Kid can play. He's a freshman. He's good. Kuba was there last night. Uh, Jared Bemis was there last night. Derek Messine, they're all in the crowd. And finally, Portsmouth Christian PCA goes to a a win last night, 55-35 over Hinsdale. All right, joining us now on the phone, head coach of Division I Merrimack Tomahawks, the uh, runners-up from last year in D1, and the two-time back-to-back champions of the Chick-fil-A National Holiday Basketball Tournament. Tim Goodrich is with us. Coach Goodrich, uh, good morning to you. Good morning to you guys. How are you today? We're doing very, very well, and I'm sure you're feeling a lot better today after the win, uh, 53-42 at Trinity last night. Always a tough place to play, that band box of a gym with the the obstructed views, the poles all over the place. Uh, so you had to feel much better after the effort uh, on Tuesday against Bedford. Uh, so first of all, let's talk about last night's game, and then we'll get into the Tuesday night game. And you can answer the uh, the cell phone call if you want. <laughs> I don't think we need to do that right now, but thank you. Anyhow, um, yeah, it was a really good uh, win for us last night. I think it was one of the first times I've actually, as a coach, won at Trinity. It is a tough place to play. They have a, a really good team, and I thought they, I thought Trinity played really hard last night. That Santos kid's a heck of a player, but Danny McKillop really did a good job on him. And it was just good for the kids to bounce back after such a, you know, I don't know what you want to call uh, Tuesday night. Uh, Bedford played really well. We just didn't attack the zone very well, and it was just a, a an all-around ugly night. Ian Cummings and uh, Danny McKillop are the two kids that returned from your team that nearly won a state championship last year. How much are they... How much? That, I, I think that's Doc Wheeler calling you. you want to say, <laughs> it could be. He was, in, he was in Woodsville with me last night. Did you hear that earlier in the show? Doc was in Woodsville? Yeah, I heard that. I knew he was going there. <laughs> I, I was with him last uh, the New Year's day before New Year's, and I knew he was going up there. He told me. we got to get Doc a team, Coach. Oh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I miss him, and he misses it. So, but how I'm much sure are, he'll uh, come out somewhere <laughs> eventually. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
lucky program, whoever gets them. But no doubt, uh, could, Pete, could we see Tim Goodrich with assistant coach Doc Wheeler He's next already year? Got man? Colin Burke <laughs> He's on got the Colin staff. Burke. I mean, come on, uh, what yeah, more do you need? Good. We, I mean, I love Doc, but uh, you know, Colin Burke and uh, Austin Denton are two awesome assistant coaches. They could easily coach in this league or any team. And you know, Nate Anderson does a great job with the JVs, and I'm very fortunate to get uh, Rick Erda back with the freshmen. So. You know, you surround yourself with good people. It makes things work a lot better. Oh, yeah. Colin Burke is one of my favorites. He's great. always great catching with him. But so what, what I was going to ask you is um, Ian Cummings and, and Danny McKillop must be doing a lot of leadership from, you know, within. You can't do everything. You need guys out on the floor. Do you see that a lot in those two kind of stepping into leadership well, roles? Danny McKillop has always been like that. I mean, he, yeah. he, as hard as he plays in a game, he plays like that in practice every day. And he he... he He's a great leader. He leads by example, and you know if kids aren't pulling their weight in practice, he gets on them, and uh, that's nice to see. And I, I really think Cummings has grown up a lot. You know, I mean, he was more or less, and he was probably our best player last year. But he was like under the radar when you had Kerr and other kids and Roberts, and you know, and I just noticed him this year uh, really working hard at practice and being a good leader too. You know. Tim Goodrich from Merrimack is our guest coach. I don't want to dwell on that 13 point. <laughs> yes, you do. You effort. love it. Yeah, no, I know but, what was coming. <laughs> well, what I want to ask you is I've seen you and talked to you after games where your team played very, very well and won the game, and you're like, hey, we still got a lot to work on. You weren't necessarily happy with the overall uh, you know, execution or whatever. But was that game the other night one of the – it has to be perhaps the most frustrating game that you've ever coached. Without a doubt. I mean, I've never I, – I, one time, I think we were like four forever, and we went to Memorial and only scored 19 points. And actually, Colin and uh, Fitzy were the coaching against us at Memorial. And it was – I always think of that game only scoring 19 points, and it was really demoralizing. And then to have that happen the other night, and there was just really nothing you could do. And I'm taking a lot of blame for that, you know. We, we really did work a lot against zones. Um and as a coach, I apologize to my team because I didn't feel it was one of the times I didn't prepare them well enough for the game. So I'll take the fault on that. And we worked on that a lot the last couple of days. And um, Trinity, you know, we knew they were on his own, and certainly it was there last night. And uh, we really executed and attacked it a lot better. And um, I'm proud of my kids, the way they responded and came back. What is your? Everyone talks about Merrimack defense, and and when I saw that Spalding score, you beat a really good Spalding team, and I know you and Tim Cronin are very good friends. Um, but I mean, what is your defensive philosophy? Everyone talks about the Merrimack defense, but how do you coach defense? Like, what's your philosophy? Well, you basically my, my biggest thing is if you don't defend, you don't play. You know, it really comes down to that, and then we just try to not only teach. Um, a, a young man that he has to worry about his own man, but it's like a team concept. Like if somebody gets beat, you got to help out and rotate and, and communicate and talk. And we work on that a lot. And, um, you know, and it's really, we're a smaller school compared to a lot of other schools. And it's quite honestly, it's the only way we can compete, um, you know, against the centrals and Pinkertons and, you know, much larger schools that we have to defend to be able to compete. Well, you guys always, uh... You always, I mean, you know, I'm talking to all these guys, you know, Jay McKenna, Nate Stanton, everyone talks about that. Merrimack, they're so physical defensively, but I've never, ever heard a coach say, God, they foul us and they get away with this or they grab or they're dirty. It's always like with admiration, you know, is there something about teaching a kid how to be physical without fouling? Because you guys, I think, do it as well as anybody. Well, I don't know how I have the answer for that. I I think I instill a little fear in them if they don't uh, defend, but... uh... They're just great kids. They're blue-collar type of players, and 
and they really buy into it. They want to defend, you know. We talk about take it personal if a guy scores on you. You know, it's going to happen, and you know, and and they they really enjoy defending. So it's a it's a good thing to have. Tim, in I today's see- world, it's hard to teach kids to defend. You know, it's hard to get them to want to put the effort in. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, I always say if we come down three, four, five passes, we're going to get a good look because a lot of teams just after a little while they don't want to do that, and we're you know that's our bread and butter is defending. Oh, and really quick, uh, speaking of defense, uh, Mike Gasper, who is your assistant, held Plymouth to 23 points last night. So Goffstown, so he's carrying it. Mike Gasper uh, doing a really good job at Goffstown. He carried that over there. To yeah, Division Mike's two. a great guy, and he's going to do a wonderful job there in Goffstown. And I, I know they were struggling a little bit, and that's a good win for them. And uh, I just wish them good luck. We, we scrimmaged them early on, and I thought they were really good, and I think they can make some noise in Division Two. Tim, let's talk about the, the Chick-fil-A holiday tournament that uh, last week you guys won for the second consecutive year. You've been in that tournament. I don't know if Nate and uh, Steve Lane are going to say, yeah, next year maybe you guys shouldn't come back. But you guys uh, beat a very good Milford team uh, in the first game that you played there. I'm going to go see Milford uh, play Pelham on Tuesday night. That should be a great game. But then you beat Nashua North in the semis. And then you took down uh, Thornton Academy, a really good team from Maine, out of Saco, Maine. You know, that's a private school. They had a couple of good transfers come in, from what I understand. But that was a weird game. I left when the fire alarms went off. I had to go, you know, work a- another job that night. But that was kind of crazy how the fire alarms start going off inside the gym at Nashua South. And First of all, everybody kind of looks around and goes, what the heck's going on? I don't see any smoke. I don't smell any smoke. And then all of a sudden they're like, everybody has to leave. And that means everybody, including the team. So what's that like uh, to kind of pick up and, and get back into the game after, what, a 15, 20-minute delay? Yeah, that was the first time that ever happened to us that I can remember. Um, it was weird, but, uh, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what happened. We actually stayed right in the locker room near the door, both teams, and if there was an issue, we would have just went out the door. So at least they weren't out in the cold getting really freezing or anything like that. But I'd like to say that I think the Nashua tournament, they do a great job down there. Um, it's well run. Uh, it's just a great environment. And we had a good tournament down there. You are right. Milford, um, very good team. Danny Murray, I know him very well. He actually called me this week to see if I was all right when we only scored 13 points. I told him <laughs> it was a misprint in the paper. It was really 31. And yeah. he, he believed me and let it go, so I just let that go with him. Uh, and then North is going to be a very good team. We were fortunate to get by them. Uh, uh, Steve Lang's missing his son. When he comes back, that's going to make them better. And you're right, that team, Saco, Maine, I mean, supposedly that one kid, St. A's, looking at him, uh, the other kid, 23, could really shoot. I thought we played about as good as basketball as we could possibly play in that game. And then to turn around, and and that's what we're dealing with, kids. Um, you know, you we're on a high, and I, maybe we thought we were better than we were when we went into Bedford, and that's part of the reason why we got, you know, you know beat up pretty good there that night. And uh, Mark did a great job with the zone, and he taught a really good zone. Uh, so we'll we'll just keep building on it. I told you guys at the start of the year that we're just hopefully going to get better as the season goes on. Who do you have next week, Coach? 
Uh, we have the All Catholic Week. We had Trinity last night. We got BG on Tuesday. I'm going to church tomorrow. <laughs> and then um, we got Concord, who's really improved on Friday. Yeah. But we just take it one at a time. We got we're focusing on BG on Tuesday night in our place, and um, we'll see what happens. Is BG your biggest rival, or does it kind of go from season to season? I think BG by far is our biggest rival. Yeah. It's just always you know kids just seem to come out for that game, whether it's at BG or at Merrimack, and. You know, I don't know the whole deal. They didn't play in football this last couple of years much, but uh, it, it, it's it's probably our biggest game without a doubt. Yeah. Well, Tim, we really appreciate uh, you coming on with us. Uh, always enjoy uh, watching your team and covering your team. I love me some Danny McKillop, the kid. He just last year I think his problem was he, he couldn't stay out of foul trouble. But this <laughs> yeah, year, I agree with that 100. <laughs> percent We're working on that. I think he only had one or two fouls, like. The start of the game, we don't put him on like their best player usually, only because I don't want him to get two or three fouls before halftime. So we try to start him on somebody different, and then you'll see it as the games go on. If he's not in foul trouble, we usually put him on the other team's best player. I don't know what he does in practice if he shoots any threes in practice, but I was talking <laughs> to his dad at the Chick-fil-A tournament, and his dad was like, yeah, he hit two threes in a row in one of the games. Yeah, that was against Spalding. I think Tim Cronin was couldn't believe it. Neither could I. I talked to Timmy. I said, I think that's the only two threes he's ever hit in his life, to be honest with you. <laughs> Man, so but, if, if he can do that, you guys are going to be a real tough out. Yeah, we're working on that, and um, it, it, it's coming. I don't know. Uh, I wanted, I was waiting for you to give me a hard time about that 13-point game, but I don't know if you're going to have us third in your power pole anymore after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to see. When do we have to put that out, Dave? I need this weekend from you. We'll put it out on Tuesday. I think you better put us at, like, there's 19 teams in our league, about 18. We'll be all right. <laughs> all right, Coach. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you very much. You guys do a great job, and uh, hope to see you around sometime. All right, we appreciate it. Thank Tim you. Goodridge uh, from Merrimack. Hopefully that call can come in now. Porch, you know, Portsmouth goes to Merrimack this year. How fun would that be? Yeah. In Merrimack with that crowd. I mean, we do. You and I are so lucky to go all over the place. But Merrimack is absolutely positively one of the best atmospheres in, in the entire state of New Hampshire. Timmy's got something for you. Yeah, I, you know, I like to be popular with my peers. I could have thrown Haley under the bus. When we were doing the uh, FNL Winter Tuesday night, I was listening to him and McIsaac con the game. And when those scores were on Twitter in the second half, they stopped. They asked whoever was tweeting this erroneous information to stop doing it. No, it's called it's called Marshallining. It's Marshallining. When Joe Marshallina goes to games, he doesn't put whether it's the boys or the girls score, so you really can't tell. There's a boys and girls. So when I saw that bed for Merrimack, I was absolutely. I think I said I put my reputation on it that Merrimack did not score 13 points tonight against Bedford. (laughs) I was wrong. Yeah. Everybody must have been thinking the same thing. When you're tweeting out scores, you need to. All you have to do is G, V, G, or V, B. Varsity boys, varsity girls. It, when people don't put what it is, it drives me insane. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't do it. We don't cover girls okay. until this year. Okay. Knucklehead. But, but, nine even, years. but even like 10 minutes earlier, when it was like 43 to 9, McIsaac was, oh, this can't be the real score. He's right. Some, somebody's on Twitter screwing with us. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I'm listening to that in queue over he, here. I think, I, he was right. I think a big part of that, I think, is Bedford. It's a very, very good basketball Bedford's team. Bedford's very uh, balanced and, and they yeah. share the ball. We, we did. Oh, so did you read the breakdown, the, the scouting reports on Tuesdays? We're going to do not, that every week. I did not get to do that. Yeah, no, it's very good. We broke down Bedford. So there you go. Yeah, uh, we, we do that. I got the six teams for next week. Um, so every Tuesday, that's for our, our subscribers, you know, the, the people that support us. So every week we're going to have it. Epping will be 
up on Tuesday. That's one the one team I'll tell you. I don't want to tell them all. all Be right. a little surprised, but I've got six teams that will break down every single Tuesday. I mean, you got it was like 1,500 words, 2,000. So you have to really just say, I don't want to support these guys by just saying, I'm not re- I, I won't re- get to read this every week. You know, it, all you got to do is $50 for an entire year, and you get everything and all the highlights and everything. So, uh, But that, that's a fun column to do because it's all coaches. It's all quotes, blind quotes. So uh, we'll be doing that every week. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. we got Justin McIsaac. He'll join us uh, for his weekly hit. He was at the uh, Summersworth Winnesquam game last night as the toppers top the Bears handing Winnesquam their first loss of the regular season. Quick timeout. More than Hampshire High School Hoop Show next on ESPN New Hampshire and NHSportsPage.com. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights. Yes, I try. Yes, I try. God, is this obnoxious? Yeah, it's this that is time obnoxious. of the show. When Why does he have a theme song? Justin McIsaac makes his return. It's the return of the Mac. Justin, I know that you love it each and every Saturday morning when you hear that. Listen, it's not me that loves it. It's the people. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Give yeah. the people what they want. Yeah. That's what I'm all about, Dave. I'm telling you, I can remember I was in my 20s. Single man living in the bachelor pad, a couple roommates. No. We used to crank this on the oh, uh, the sound you. system in the apartment. We were a little pregame before we hit downtown Manchester. Maybe the salty dog, or you know, the wild rover, the black brimmer. Tim has his hands in his face right now, yep. laughing. We'd yeah. be firing this up the Derry Field Country Club. We'd go, and this song would be our theme song to lead us into the night. Unbelievable, ladies, here we come. Yeah, you, you must be. Go ahead. I was going to say, Mark Morrison had a ton of hits after this, too, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> One of many just kept on rolling on. Uh, uh, people get excited for Shark Week or the release of Star Wars movies. This this is a huge week for you next week. we got Spalding Week on NHSportsBase.com uh, uh, next week. Uh, and the McIsaac on Sports Network. Don't forget that. That's right. Of yes, you can hear it live. You can watch the video. I'm, I'm As we speak, I'm shopping for a red tuxedo online to try- <laughs> I don't know if they have one that's my size, but uh, we're, we're going to try and make that happen. Uh, do you think Winnicott got caught looking ahead last night? Winnicott's had a bunch of close games. I wonder what's yeah. going on with the uh, with the Warriors. They uh, you know they had to squeak by uh, Memorial. They had a, a close one against Keene. Uh, they lost one last night. I, I wonder if that won't be the, the best thing that could have happened to them going into uh, into next week. Uh, so Jake and. Uh, you know, Winnicott's had a lot of hype going into this season, and deservedly so. But maybe Jay could say, hey, maybe you guys aren't as good as you thought you were and get them uh, straightened out. I don't know. Who knows what's going on? Your uh, your site, MOSN, uh, McIsaac on Sports Network, uh, had coverage last night, uh, live coverage on the Internet of uh, Summersworth, the Toppers, uh, beating Winnesquam. Uh, 46-31 was the final. Summersworth was a team that early in the season, I think, raised some eyebrows. They had a big win against Berlin. We were wondering, man, how good is this Summersworth team? Then they had a slip up. I can't remember who it was they lost to. Interlakes, they got beat bad. Okay, got beat bad. Interlakes, very, very good. But Winnesquan comes in unbeaten. I think we were wondering, mm, how good are they? They haven't really played anybody. I think we found out last night. 
Yeah, and I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if you can figure out how good both teams are going forward. It was uh, the first game out of the break for uh, Winnipeg, and they, they played holiday tournaments. But you know, it's never quite the same as playing a, a regular season varsity game. And uh, Winnipeg looked a bit sloppy. Uh, Thomas uh, Marchese got in foul trouble early. I think it's pronounced Mar- Marchese. I think it's Marchese. No, it's not. We, oh. we went on a long discussion about how you refuse to pronounce his uh, star player's name correctly. Sorry, but. Uh, but yeah, he was he had to sit most of the first quarter. He only ended up with two points for the game. I mean, he played you know he he played the, the final three quarters. But Summerson did a nice job uh, denying in the basketball. Logan Morrison had twelve for the Bears, but Winslow was just sloppy. A lot of turnovers, a lot of traffic violations, a lot of uh, miscommunications, and uh, they had a, they had a tough time with Summerson defense. What is Summersworth's style uh, for people? Have, now, we, I, we're we going to have highlights, I think. So we, we had the new videographer. Did you walk him through the process over there last night? Did you, you, you make sure this kid knew what he was doing? Well, that's, that. that's Devin uh, Pozlozny, who is, uh, he does a lot of stuff for Belmont. He puts together highlight packages for Belmont. So I believe he, he, he knows what's going on. Uh, at least that's what he led me to believe. We'll see. The proof will be in the pudding. He hasn't so seen it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, he hasn't seen anything like you. He had to be listening to you last night going, really? Is this this guy serious? Well, that's, well yeah, he, he knew he made it to the big leagues once he heard me. <laughs> sure. But uh, they, they sort of styled on what Lord Lucas kind of ran there. Like they try to get out and uh, throw some home run passes uh, if they can. Uh, they really rely on uh, Brighton Early to uh, carry the scoring load. Uh, he had 17 last night. He's a really good player. Still just a junior. Um, Sergeant doesn't have a ton of size. I mean, Chance Innes is 6'4". Uh, and, you know, whenever they got into trouble, there was a few possessions where Winnesquam had like four or five. And then, uh, well, in a, uh, Rob Fossey would send him right back out there to kind of uh, do work on the glass. Um, they got a couple of good-looking freshmen, though. Uh, Ethan Johnson uh, is a 6'2 freshman, and uh, Luke Monosmith is a 6-foot uh, freshman. Uh, they saw some minutes, and they look like they got some potential. So, Summerson's in a weird spot because they're uh, – their team's been down for so long that uh, these kids are just kind of getting a little taste of success. And uh, with, with the youth coming up, I think I think the future is going to be all right for them. But it, it, you know, sometimes they get good. I think that's what's going on right now with Summersburg. I'm buying you a landline for Christmas next year because I have to listen to you pause every eight seconds because you that cell phone over there. I was standing in Woodsville in seven degree weather waiting for you at the front door last night. I thought you were coming to Woodsville with me. What happened? Uh, yeah, but it's um, the thing about that is I was never going to come. Dave. <laughs> Why would you not come to Woodsville? Well, uh, third quarter I think was a good indicator of why I wouldn't come to Woodsville. <laughs> there you go. I don't think anyone saw that one coming. But a little shout out to my buddy Jamie Walker, gold level member last night, supporting us. So I appreciate that from Coach Walker. But uh, any scores that uh, surprised you from around the state? Besides, of course, we mentioned Pinkerton upsetting Winnicunnet last night. And it's just funny to say, to say the words Pinkerton upsetting Winnicunnet because one school has 3,300 kids and the other has 1,100. But I have fun with it. Uh, but good win your, by... Your scrappy Pinkerton athlete. Yeah, that's right. Peter Rosinski's scrappy team over there. I love it. Uh, Jay Reynolds, the kid from Exeter. Any other scores that surprised you last night? And do you think that my Guilford Golden Eagles could beat the Golden State Warriors? Um, I don't think there's any doubt they could beat the Golden State Warriors. Are we talking about soccer or are we talking about basketball? No, we're talking about basketball. (laughs) Justin, you got to be in your glory just looking at the uh, standings, especially in Division One. It's like a a Seacoast party at the top of the D1 standings. 
Yes, uh, in Portsmouth. Uh, did Dave mention this morning they're doing this without Joey Glenn? I mean, they're playing very well without Joey Glenn. He's the so preseason far. player of the year. One of them. Come on. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> I have a few of them. Or preseason player of the year. But, uh, no, I mean, Portsmouth's kind of rolling team so far. And uh nice to see the uh, top uh, right now. Actually, it's been a bit of a surprise. After opening night when Spalding kind of uh, – uh, took him behind the woodshed. I was like, "Ooh, this might be a long year." And uh, but they re- they really uh, pieced things together uh, after that loss. Yeah, I think that they're they're probably better than we thought they were. I think Bedford's another team that's better than we thought they were. Merrimack, we're still trying to figure out where they are because we know they they won the Chick Fil A tournament, but I, that tournament was down. I mean, the, the Sauhegan, uh not very good. So I can get the first win the other night. I know they did, uh, but. Alvern is, I think, a, a so-so team. They're decent. Uh, but I just what? think that, that Merrimack, they're probably around a 500 team. That's my guess. Uh, Tim Goodrich oh, is a that. very, very good coach. Wait. So he always coaches them up. They're always better than you think they are. Pete, Pete hijacked my question. Do you, were there any other scores that uh, surprised you last night? Didn't you ask that? Uh, one he didn't answer it yet. <laughs> Farmington kind of taking care of your preseason number two there, Wilton Dave. Oh, is, gee. Would this be... Tired. That's something to do with the guy you went to Buffalo Wild Wings with last night, Adam Thurston. Now you're going to plug his team. Come on. Did you promise him over nachos last night that you were going to talk about him? Did you see Farmington beating them by, what, what was it, 16? Was the final score? They lived by 18 and a half. Good win I didn't by my see boy. that one coming. Where do you think, think they, they yeah, fit? They did it without Ian, it without Ian Farmington. Uh, so one of their, one of their uh, better players out of the lineup for the Tigers. Where do you think Farmington kind of fits? Uh, I, I still think they're figuring that out. Um, they're kind of learning how to play together. And uh, uh, somebody made the point last night. It wasn't uh, it wasn't Coach Thurston, but uh, somebody we were with said that those, those farming kids that are playing for the team, they haven't had any success in any sport over the last few years. The football team has been way down. The baseball team didn't win a game last year. The basketball team only won one game last year. So, I mean, they a lot of this with Farmington is learning how to win. And uh, you know they've had a little taste of success early here. I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be a playoff team. They they'll, they'll put a scare in somebody. Thurston doesn't play it hard for sure. Uh, Trevor touched on it uh, earlier, but there are some teams, and, and I think Woodsville is a good team. But Woodsville's gonna go seventeen and one or sixteen and two at worst. That's just the level. There are just some bad basketball teams out there. That's just the reality. And they play a couple of Vermont teams that aren't aren't that great. Um, although Doc Wheel is trying to turn them around in Rivendell. But the thing with Woodsville is they don't have a point guard. And when you go against a Littleton press like that, they do such a great job. I mean, I don't know if you saw the highlights yet. Eight. So this was the two stats of the game. Eight. Woodsville turned it over eight times in their first nine possessions of the game. And I, I got it wrong in the highlights. I was corrected. But with four minutes and 12 seconds left in the first quarter, Woodsville had attempted one field goal because they couldn't get a shot off and yeah i watched the, uh, i watched the, the like the first quarter of the highlights and uh i mean you know i'm not taking a shot at woodville but it looked like it was a jv team playing against a t1 team they, they couldn't get the ball over the half they don't have a point guard yeah i mean they got uh, eric thornton and 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 garrett Ols and uh garrett olsen and you know, neither one of them are point guard. And then, you know, when you reverse the ball to Eric Thornton, you know, he takes too long to get a shot off, and he's only 5'8", so he can't even get a shot off on the reversal. Poor Sam Pushy, who I felt bad for, all stayed forward. Kid plays hard. I thought he played well. I was like, there's nothing you could do if they can't get him the ball. I mean, you know, he has to yeah. sit, you know, he's not the point guard. He's a, he's, you know, he's a forward. So, 
Um, and Sam was really all they had last night. So, um, but yeah, Littleton, the way they passed the ball. I mean, I thought there was the the highlights are great. Jen always does a great job, but there's some really really good highlights on there. And boy, the way they move the ball, Trevor's. I'll tell you, Trevor could go back to back with this group. Justin, hey, it seems, oh, I was going to say, it seems like there's a real, real um, disparity between the top like uh, four or five teams in Division Four and really the rest of the division. Which normally D four, I mean, you get you get a couple of teams at the bottom that, that just can't compete, and then everybody else is kind of you know any given night you never know. It doesn't seem like it this year. It seems like there's some real uh, it's real top heavy. Let's uh, talk uh, before we let you go about what I think is kind of a crappy wild card weekend in the NFL. Terrible. I mean, there's a good game. The last game of the day tomorrow. The- Connor Cook versus Brock Osweiler <laughs> today on CBS. And the Green Bay Giants game has some appeal, but that's a good one. That's a good today's one. Today's kind of a crap fest. Uh, Pittsburgh Miami well, has a little bit of appeal, you know, familiarity with Miami and Pittsburgh, my, but it's, it's Miami, not a great Miami wild card weekend. Miami getting ten points is tasty if you're a degenerate gambler like myself. But uh, yeah, you're you're not ready for the brockening today, Dave Haley. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking. Well, last year we had uh, we had Hoyer, Brian Hoyer with a legendary performance. He went out there and just threw up in the middle of all of America. So Brock Osweiler, if he throws three picks today, then he, they're improving at the quarterback position year to year. But it's going to be brutal. I don't even think that was a joke. But anyway, it, no, I was dead serious about it. It was just honest analysis. But what? Um, so so you, we got the Patriots coming in here with Connor. Cook. It's either going to be what Connor Cook. Brock Osweiler, who else are we looking at? Who might be Matt Moore? In? Oh, Matt Moore. Matt Moore's the best out of all of those three of those guys. Or a Gimpy Tannehill. No, Tannehill. Or, yeah, or a Gimpy. T- yeah, it's uh, get track to Houston Texans. I'm tired of having to watch them as the first game on Saturday every. Is this the third or fourth straight year? Yeah, you're right. That the Texans. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. We don't know if Bill O'Brien's a good coach or not. He's had 48 quarterbacks. Yeah. Over the last three years, he's been with the Texans. Well, he had Brandon Whedon at one point. And he? even even the night game tonight is Seattle hosting Detroit. So to me, that's a blow off. Golden Seattle. Tate, just get the ball to Golden Tate. The All Golden Tate re- revenge game. That's right. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's looking for revenge. Dave Sokol, Nikki's Detroit Lions. There is nobody uh, that loves the Detroit Lions more than Exeter girls coach Dave Sokol, Nikki. He oh, loves that team. God, he and Fred Toucher. Yeah. All right, so let everyone know uh, next week. So I, I got to spend the whole week with you, Tuesday and Friday night. Yeah. You and I are going to be together. So God, God well, speed to everyone who listens to us. I'm, I'm ordering you your uh, your Raider Nation T-shirt. No. Uh, which you'll have to wear on the air. That's I'm neutral. Um, I'm neutral. Oh, oh. by the way, Pete, the other night he was trying to tell me, I'm now I'm a Manchester Memorial homer, according to Justin. It's you're any the city of Manchester. Oh, One of the sons of Jack Quirk. You're exhausting. Dave Haley. Yeah, I, yeah. We had a little, uh, <clears throat> we had, uh, it was a little sideshow the other night, Jack Quirk and Jim Mulvey. Let's just put it that way. It got a little, a little yeah, well, Jack likes to, <clears throat> Jack's vocal on the sidelines. He likes to kind of express himself. <laughs> That was fun. McIsaac and I sat back like two little kids on Christmas morning when their parents are arguing over something. I'm like, oh, boy, look at this. Yeah. By the way, I I told Jim Mulvey that uh, when when Spalding is there, I'm going to make sure our table's right next to his so he can hear me yell, Tim Cronin, you said Jim Mulvey is a speed bag. It's going to be a fun week. So we're going to have, not only will we be live on the radio, so if you're out at a game, you know, you can check in on what we're doing but we're going to have highlights. Jennifer Chick Ruth is going to be spending the, the week with us as well, so God help her. But uh, we're going to be doing, as we said, Spalding Winnicunit on Tuesday night. That's in uh, Winnicunit, right? It's in Hampton? Hampton yeah. And then is, is Spalding Portsmouth in Rochester on Friday night? No, that's at Portsmouth. 
Is Portsmouth going to play a road game this year? It doesn't seem like it does it. <laughs> Maybe that was They're part of the, the deal. Russ Wilson is running everything over there. You guys come up to D1 and we'll let you play all your games at home. How about that? Yeah. So it should be a good week. And then, so we're going to obviously we'll have coverage of four or five games next week, but those are two big ones. So, yeah, it's, it's Spalding week on nasportspage.com next week. Yeah. I've had those games circled since about uh, April 1st, I think. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Even though the schedule wasn't out. we got to let you go, buddy. Thanks so much. Enjoy the, uh, the crappy football and uh, look forward to that, uh, that top 10 on Monday uh, on the website. Hey, final plug. If you don't want to watch crappy football, I will be on ESPN 3 tonight, Harvard and Princeton Hockey. Where the heck can we find you? How do I find it? Uh, you go to watchespn.com and uh, just sort by uh, – by hockey, and you can, it pops right up there. Bowtie? You can find it. What's that? Bowtie? Bowtie? Maybe. I am. I will be at Harvard. All my teachers said I couldn't get into an Ivy League school. Look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> now. Connecticut School of Broadcasting. You have arrived. Thanks, Justin. That's right. Enjoy it. I don't know. He didn't say bye or Tim cut him off either way. we got to take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. Start looking ahead. Uh, besides Spalding Week, we'll look ahead at some of the interesting games on the schedule for Milford next Pelham's week. Milford going to be a blast. It is the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. I will be there, hopefully, with a videographer to bring you live video coverage. Or, or actually, not live video coverage, but video coverage on the website. New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's home for high school sports. Oh, heading up towards the top of the hour, winding down the show. I think it's a good week ahead in New Hampshire high school basketball. There's actually a couple of games today. St. Thomas is playing Campbell today. It's an afternoon game. And then you got Conval and Conant, the oh, Battle yeah. of the Banadnock region out there. Yeah. They played in the preseason, too, which is weird that they kind of do that. But, yeah. Um, but that's where Saucier teaches at Conval High School. Yeah. Conant's got to be able to score, but they can defend, but. I saw Saucier posted a video on Facebook. He he was like filming himself in the gym yeah, like b- before practice on a Saturday morning. He's got some game. Yeah, no, he played at Bishop played, Brady with on those great Bishop Brady. Uh, teams. He played at, at Clarkson played College. Yeah, Clarkson College. Yeah. yeah, I was uh, lucky enough this week to visit our friend Big Carmen G and Petruzzi at the Auburn Pits, and uh, Little Carmen came in, uh, and I got to talk to him for a while. Not so little. Not so little, Carmen, uh, who's trying to make the starting rotation at Boston College as a junior. He said he hit uh, 91 on the gun. Um, so he's a pitcher over there, one of our all-time favorites. Um, and then Stan Spiro, the uh, legendary coach for New Hampshire College and now Southern New Hampshire, came in and just sat there just listening to him talking about hoop, and it was just fantastic. I love, you know, I've, I used to do New Hampshire College games on the radio yeah, I know you did. long time ago. And Stan, Carmen Petruzzi actually was the color man before I started doing the games. He used to do the game with Rich Levine on WGIR out of Manchester. And then Carmen kind of stepped away after, you know, Carmen was the color man when those great, you know, those Elite Eight Final Four teams that New Hampshire College had with, uh, you know, the Fridge, Wayne Robertson and Rob Paternostro and all those guys. And uh, Remember Will Stanley, Scurry? Yeah. He was with us. Yeah. He was oh, really? the pits with us, yeah. Well, Stan can ha- tell you some great stories about Carmen. Carmen, you know, had some range. I mean, he was a shooter. Yeah. And that was before the three-point line. 
<laughs> so yeah. he would have scored a lot oh, more Oh, he points. was a big-time scorer. You just sit there listening to those guys go back and forth. It's it's unbelievable. Carmen is, you know, a, good, a great friend of ours. And uh, the pits is just, you want to go talk basketball. There's, there's very few better places. As Dave Keefe calls him, Stanley. That's what he calls Stan yes. Spiro. Stanley. Yes. yes. Uh, but listening to Coach Spiro, uh, you know, we, I talk a lot, but when you're in the presence of someone like that, I talked about the time I was at a diner with Brian O'Reilly and Doc Wheeler. You just shut up and listen, mm. and, and that's absolutely what I did. Those guys, uh, you can learn a lot just listening to them. But, yeah, no, it was a lot, lot to Carmen. Yeah, it should be a fun week next week. Division One is night to night, man. It's going to be interesting. And I'll tell you right now, the game I'm looking forward to is uh, the full game video is that BG Lundary game. I want to kind of watch that thing and assess. I've talked to both head coaches about those scenes, but that'll be fun. Uh, I'll go level. People will be able to see that. I usually have them up in a day or so, but I'm interested to see. BG's, BG's going to be just fine. She's going to take some I time. I think so. I think so. I think it'll be tough uh, as the season moves on. All right. I want to thank Trevor Howard from Littleton, Tim Goodridge from Merrimack, Justin McIsaac joining us, uh, Tim Glenday for producing, doing such a great job as always. We'll be back next week with another show. For Dave Haley, I'm Pete Terrier. Enjoy the wildcard weekend in the NFL. Don't worry, the Patriots are going to play next Saturday night. Enjoy it, everybody.